Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Hacking the Hustle. This is your host, Benji Sklar, and I have here today Jordan Ross. Jordan, say what's up. Dude, what's going on, man? Happy to be here. Of course. Happy to be having you on the podcast. We were connected last month and hopped on a call and loved your energy, loved what you're all about. So I'm really excited to ask you your story and what you're working on as a, a coach. Yeah, man. Uh, loved. I think I, I think I love about the way we connect is just uh, mutual friends, right? Like I love connecting with high performers. I love connecting with people that are driven and like on a mission. Um, and that's you, bro. So I'm happy to be here. Wow. That says a lot to me that you are chasing those kind of people. Cause so am I, I just want to be surrounded by incredible people who are hungry, humble, and ambitious. Yeah. And I think, uh, the word I would say is I'm looking to attract them rather than chase them. Nice. That's, I like that a lot too. Amen. So like, from, let's start from the top. Like, where'd you grow up? Where, where are you from? Yeah, man. So, uh, I'll give you the origin story. So I'm originally from Long Island, New York. I, had the typical Long Island upbringing, you know, nice Jewish family. Um, never really had to worry about much. Had, did sports, education. Um, college time came around, wanted big sports, great education, and like really good partying. And I ended up in Ohio State. Um, it was on that journey in college where it was, I would say it was the most typical Long Island experience where drinking, partying, doing school, um, internships. And eventually I got to my junior year where like, you're on, I'm on this stereotypical journey, man. Like where if you look at people that come out of the bubble of Long Island, it's like, it looks exactly the same as everyone else. And I, I didn't have a breakdown, but I had like a, a huge insight and really a rock bottom my junior year, man. Like I had three internships up until that part of my, in my college career. And I knew that like, I was good. Like I did, I knew no matter what I did in college, I could flunk my classes and I was going to get a great job out of school. <laughs> so I partied so hard my junior year and I got to a point where I felt absolutely worthless. I felt like a leech. And I think I told you this last week, um, where I was seeking out and searching for something more, right? Why am I wasting my time here and on this planet? And my buddy introduced me to podcasting. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the most pivotal moments in my life. From there, I became obsessive around content, learning, podcasting. Like I was walking to classes. I was at home reading and it doesn't matter. I was consuming. Mm-hmm. And when I graduated, I ended up working for Amazon. Wow. Same thing. I was, you know, obsessed about growing, becoming better. I ended up managing right out of school. I was three months into my job and I was managing 120 people overseeing an operation that processed nearly a million units in a 24 hour period. And I was way out of my freaking ballpark. Um, so I didn't have the skills. I didn't have the skills and mindsets and tools to operate at that level, right? At an Amazon level. Um, and that's where I took my desire to learn. And I actually started to invest in back in myself. I think the first 24 months out of college, I invested $20,000 into me. Wow. Um, and, you know, from that journey of pursuing excellence, pursuing like, how do I become a great leader? How to prioritize time? How do I reverse engineer success? I found what I was great at, which is coaching, mm-hmm. connecting with people and guiding them by not telling them what to do, not consulting them, but just asking them open-ended questions where they really had to think for their best answer, not mine. Mm. Um, and I found IPEC in December, 2017. 
started coaching professionally in December 2018. And here we are in February 2020. I'm hitting my two-year mark coming up um, next month. And it's, it's just been a really freaking great journey. It really has. Incredible. I, I never heard you explain it like that. I'm curious to learn how you break down the $20,000 that you invested into yourself. Yeah. Ooh, it was just, actually recently I went back and it was the first 18 months was 14,000. And then, you know, the two months after like the next six months was 20. It was a combination of, it was what I was passionate about at the time. I invested in like a finance webinar and course. I invested in a productivity course due to one thing. I invested in IPEC. I invested in a coach. I invested in another coach. I invested um, in all these professionals who had very niche expertises. Mm-hmm. And depending on where I was at in that 24 month journey, it was very specific. Like I remember right out of school, I'm making a lot of money and I don't know what to do with it. I don't know how to save it or manage my budget. Like mm-hmm. I need to learn that. Yeah. So, so, so I went on the journey. Interesting. So as a business owner myself, I doubt that I need a business coach because of my ego. And I think that uh, people can't teach me, even though I know in my gut that I need a business coach, there's so much I don't know. And there's so much room for growth. So as a business coach, how would you tell the, the haters out there, the doubters, why they should consider hiring someone to help them think about things that they are already thinking about? I think the big thing is that what I've learned in the last two years is there's many different iterations of where you're at in your journey, right? Um, Coaching is one of those services that it has a really horrible reputation because there's a really, there's a lot of shitty people there. Like I hate the coaching industry because there's a lot of imposters. There's people that aren't excellent coaches. Um, So I think the first step for anything is clarity. Like, what do you want to do? If you're someone who's running a business, genuinely, do you have your specific five-year, 10-year, and one-year goals? Do you have them on paper? If I ask them, do you know what they are? Mm-hmm. And if, you're don't, you're, if you don't know the, what those are, you're already behind the eight ball. Yeah. And beyond that, I would say what I do as a coach, I do a few things. I do business coaching. So I help entrepreneurs that are below the age of 28 um, leverage um, proven systems that help them scale their companies with ease. And I also help them go intrinsically in the reflective mode and help them understand how can they grow to become the best leader they can possibly be. Cause if you want to build something large and you're a millennial or a gen Z um, you need to remove all of that shit that you are not even conscious of. Like you might be triggered as a leader when someone says a specific phrase and you might get pissed one day. Well, if you're pissed then Benji, you're not showing up and performing as the best CEO you can. Yeah. So it's the combination of performance and systems and, Ultimately, like I'm, I only connect, I connect with people with value. So I would say if you're interested in coaching, find someone that you really resonate with, find Mm -hmm. someone who, you know, has proven is proven results and just talk to them. Like if they start selling you, you're not the right, they're not the right person because the best coaches just create experiences and invitations to join you on a journey. That's that's really it. Never thought of that. I love that. What's um, something that you see is a common trait amongst people that need a coach or are seeking a coach? have the awareness and self-esteem that they can actually put themselves out there and ask for a I cur- can I curse on this? Is cursing good or not? Definitely. They're, they're fucking hungry, dude. They're mm. fucking hungry. Um, and they're willing to become like aware and go down the journey of introspection. Mm. And what I mean by that is I'm so bullish on 
our generation because the people I work with, they're, they're, they're fucking savages. They're crazy. I have this guy, he's 20, he's 20 years old. And when we got together, he was making 10,000 and now he's on track to making 50,000. Mm-hmm. We didn't change that much. And then we've only been working here for 30, 30, um, three months. So it's people that are hungry that they just don't know how to break through their next ceiling of achievement. Mm-hmm. And it's really simple. Like, are you willing to, you know, reinvest in yourself and are you willing to be vulnerable with, mm-hmm. with someone? Yeah. To me, business coaches, the greats are from Gary Vaynerchuk right now in my life to Grant Cardone, to Lewis house, to the man himself, uh, I'm blanking on his name. The guy who was Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins. I love him. I listen to his podcast almost every day. How, who else is out there that me, the mainstream, don't know about that you think are worth listening to? I would say Brendan Bouchard. I think you nailed them all. Um, I think there's so many great teachers. And one of the beautiful things about living in 2020 is we, all, we have access to them. Like mm-hmm. I hang out with Tony every morning. I hang out with him. I've, I hang out with him. Kobe, Gary V, Brendan Bouchard, um, not so much Lewis anymore, but they're in my ear every morning while I'm like ma- making water or yeah, whatnot. You say you're hanging out with them. I feel the same. They're in my ear. I'm at the gym taking in this incredible fuel of fire to just tackle the day with, with that savageness that you're referring to. Yeah, 100%, man. Um, and so you think a lot of people don't have that and that's Oh, you're saying people who have it are the ones who need a coach. The ones who don't have it are just so far away from the spectrum that they don't even cons- like they don't even have to drive. It's hard. It's hard to say, right? It depends on who you are and what you're aiming to do. Um, the people I work with, they don't need a coach. Mm-hmm. Like I onboarded a guy who is he's 30. He's a high performer. He's not a, an entrepreneur. He has aspirations. When I went through his energetic profile and went through his results and where he's at in his life, he is highly satisfied in every single level of his life. So why would someone like that ever want to coach? Mm-hmm. Because he is not completely satisfied. It's going from good to great. So mm-hmm. the people I work with, they don't need anything. They're mm-hmm. good. Um, it's the distinction though. Do you want to be, do you want to look back on your life and say, I, I lived a good life? Or do you want to look back on your life and say, I went full fucking throttle. I ringed the towel of life out. I got completely dry. I got all my experiences. I built exactly what I wanted to build. I loved exactly the way I wanted to love, right? I know your fiance is in the room. Like it's, it's all related. So like, that's who I work with. Like people that don't need anything, but they want the best life they could possibly imagine. And you can't create anything. That's, you can't create amazing experiences. You can't create an amazing life alone. It's just not possible. Mm -hmm. Nice. Beautiful. Do you, um, do you have someone in your life? Yeah, I'm married, man. Check this out. Wow, incredible. Showing him my ring right now. <laughs> what's her, what, what's um, your partner's name? Uh, Taylor. She's a beautiful nurse. Uh, we got married in October, and I would say it's, it's the most fulfilling journey I've ever been a part of. I, before I met her, I, <laughs> I, I was, I've always been an emotional guy, right? Like whenever I had a girlfriend, I was very um, – it's very emotional, like romantic. But when I met her, I started to cry of joy. Like I had never cried of joy until I met Taylor and I cry like every week of happiness, which like is just a, if you don't cry of joy, man, you're not living a full life. Like I, and I think I, I have a, a problem where my emotions are blocked, which is my fiance says the fact that I can't cry means I can't love. 
because it comes from the same source and both I have a block there, which means I can't go deep to that certain level, which is a problem. Well, let me ask you, when you think about that and you think about your childhood experiences, like what's a painful experience in your childhood that, you know, might be causing you to be blocked right now? It's a really good question. There was this one time that my, I don't know, because I'm on a podcast, the first time I've ever going to say something out loud that I don't know if I want to, but I don't, I honestly don't care, but it's just the first time in my life where I have a podcast Scary. and I get asked no questions. Um, I guess it's not like not live, not living in a family where the word love or I love you is spread around ever. Yeah. And so, and being manly is someone who doesn't cry. Mm. You're weak if you shed tears. So who in your family was spreading that dynamic? Like who was sharing that messaging? I would say it's definitely more of my, my father, brother, and the society as a whole of getting good grades, playing football, trying to get an Ivy League school, alpha male, white guy in Houston, Texas. Mm, yeah, man. At the private day school. Yeah, of course. So given the fact that you had that upbringing, right, with your father and you're the younger brother, right? Mm-hmm. Given the fact that you had that dynamic between being the younger brother who had to act tough, had to be strong, otherwise he's going to get bullied and beat the shit out by his older brother and having a family where like the word love was not common. Like it makes complete sense that there is a part of you that's blocked off right now. Um, and what I would say is that there's a level of fear, a level, a part of you is afraid to tap into that. How much does that resonate? A lot, even though I I'm very loving with my fiance and with strangers that I tell them I love you. Maybe as a, a repercussion or as a, a, a balancing act to what I grew up with where I'm telling people that I don't even know, yo bro, great meeting you, I love you. Mm. Yeah, man. I mean, that, and that makes perfect sense too, right? Because it's, it's coming from your logic. Mm-hmm. It's not coming from your heart. Um, and what the, I have the vision in my head, like there's a little boy, there's that little boy and that's still part of you. Who's afraid to fully be vulnerable mm. yes. because, because if he's vulnerable, he's going to get hurt a hundred percent vulnerable. How do you define vulnerable? What is vulnerable mean? Like, like getting called out? Sharing 100% of yourself without holding anything back and not being afraid that you're going to be let down. Mm, I have a lot of that. A lot of what? This, this kind of conversation is uh, enlightens me to why having a business coach is, or it's not a business coach. It's someone to talk to that ask you the tough questions. Being like a business coach is just a label to someone who can really see things from a bird's eye view. Like you just did to me. Like, I feel like this was incredible. Like I could say great talking to you. Bye. And be like, had a, have a different perspective on the rest of my week, just from these tough questions. Yeah, man. And here's the thing. We haven't done anything too. We just identified that the reason you're not able to cry with your fiance, the reason that you're not able to show up as a hundred percent as a lover, right. is because of your experience as a child. And there's a part of you that's afraid that when you do show up that way, you might lose her. Wow. How much does that resonate? It resonates a lot. It must be true. 
what's coming up for you when I say that? There's a lot of tension going on in my family right now with, um, with, I guess, just me committing to my fiance and starting our own family and the independence and mindset that comes from that. So tell me about that. What do you, what's that mean to you? Like that commitment and what's it mean to them? Like, where's the tension coming from? I feel like them feeling like my, I'm talking about my family, meaning my mother, brother, sister, father, uh, like a sense of uh, that I'm abandoning them. I'm leaving. Mm. I don't love them. I'm choosing her over them. And when you say that, like what's coming up for you? Sadness because I try and be such a great son, such a good brother that I, I, and they know that and I feel like tortured or, victimized and misunderstood yeah whose whose love did you crave the most growing up not whose love you received the most but whose love did you crave the most maybe my father's wanting him to say i'm proud of you my brother and i and sister busted our asses growing up trying to be the most high achievers possible the classic kid in the book Mm -hmm. and and I remember my brother once crying saying, I just want him to say, I'm proud of you. So I feel the same, like just wanting that recognition. I'm fascinated that we're even talking about this right now. Yeah. And when you think about your current experience and then that correlation between you desiring that from your dad growing up and still at some level now, how, how connected are they? Super connected. You said it earlier, the little boy in my head, the little boy in my head, uh, answers questions and uh, turns on when I'm talking to my family. I, I was like the mischievous kid, the kid who that's like the the stupid one, the little brother who was naive. And I'd become naive when I'm talking to them. And with everyone else, I'm self confident and I'm and I'm clear in my in my ways. And so, yeah. uh, do you know why that is? Do you know why that is that you that happens? Um, I think it's because I play a certain role in the family dynamics and I, I want to fill that role. Uh, it's like a, every, it's like, um, your car's in neutral. The family's in neutral. Benji has, Benji has the role as the little brother who like needs help and direction. He's always doing a million different things. And we, they call me 360 cause I'm, I used to play right field in middle school and I would do 360s in the outfield. So that's why I, I'm so shocked that we're talking about this. I don't even know if I'm going to post this podcast because it's so um, raw, very raw, raw. so raw. Yeah. So raw. <laughs> Woo! Exciting! This is fun. This is fun. Yeah, this man. Is- so I'll take a I'll take a quick pause because like there's a lot there's a lot of depth in there, and for the sake of like for the podcast, I guess. Um, so many people don't understand what coaching is and this is one aspect of it, right? Like there's a saying, how we do anything is how we do everything. So like I might, let's say a guy like you hired me, but he's blocked in his marriage um, or his family's having an issue. Well, he's not showing up as a business owner at all because he's showing up and thinking about that shit. Mm. So I would say the best, like the Tony Robbins of the world, like that's who like I model myself after, like we can go any direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like this is impacting you, right? Like you're not going to be able to scale your business at the level that you want to, cause your mind's there. Your mind's not in your business. 100%. And that, 
we call it level one and two. So you have a lot of level one, like you're going to the woe is me, guilt, apathy, you feel like shit. And then it sounds like with your brother, you have a lot of level two frustration, anger, resentment, like why won't they accept me? It's all their fault, whatever. And what you're missing out on is like a level five, which is like the level of the creator, like a level four, which is the level of like empathy and love. You're not able to show up as deep with Barry, right? You're not able to um, be romantic as you can be, right? I'm not saying you're not romantic. I'm saying at the level that you can be and give her the love that she, she yearns, but also the one that the love that you want to give. And then as an entrepreneur and student, right? Like those creative thoughts that you're so used to, you're, I'm assuming they're, they're not as persistent today as they might've been in the past where your thoughts are ringing left and right. You have all these amazing ideas. You might have a few, but because your mind's wrapped up so much on your family circumstance, it's um, deflated. It's definitely deflated. It definitely takes time away from my, my, my brain, my, my thoughts. It's, you hit the hammer on the nail. Yeah. So you're hired. So I would say like, if you post this or not for the listeners, like what, what I do is I help young, young entrepreneurs and young leaders remove, I do a few things, but the first thing we do is we understand their goals and where they're going. And the first place we start is their blocks. Like what is holding you back from showing up 150,000%? Because um, I talked about the guy who's 20. He's, he's on track to make $50,000 per month by the end of the year. Wow. We started together. He was at 10 K. Um, what? As a, what is it, what's his profession? He's a professional videographer. Got it. So he's on track to do that. Um, but the first place we started is like, where are you at right now? And his biggest block was clarity. I don't know where I'm going. And then his other block with this, was well, his family. And the other block was that he just didn't know how to have a routine and habits. Right. So it's, we talk business, but most of the times it has nothing to do with business. Most sometimes it does, right? There are systems, but a lot of times it has to do with who are you as a, as a human Benji mm-hmm. and like, how are you showing up every day? And when we could identify current state, get you to a level of like high performance every day where you're tapped into intuition, you're a great lover to your fiance, you have a great relationship with your family, you're giving yourself a lot of love, you're nutrition you're giving your mind nutrition you're giving your body the right things it needs that's when you show up and you are able just to make shit fucking happen in a snap of fingers and so few people so few people actually understand that that's something that they can do because you get caught up in your routine it becomes the norm and your your ego right not ego in the sense of like i'm cool and stuff your ego in the sense of like the survival mechanism wants you to stay in a routine because it's safe you know exactly what to expect tomorrow and when you venture out Every entrepreneur experiences this when you start to go through extreme growth. When you go from that state of routine to that state of extreme growth, it's fucking scary at first. And you feel that anxiety because you're on the pivot. You're like on the, like your foot is in between. I like to say you're crossing the river of change. And when you're crossing that river of change, it's really scary because you might get swept away with the current. You might fail and you might end up on step one anyway. And it's going to be painful. Mm-hmm. But you might also cross the river of change and evolve to the next level of yourself. Amazing. I, it's what I think about all day long. It's why I listen to the podcast. It's why I'm trying to create a podcast. So I'm hungry to learn how to improve myself. There's so many things I do that are wrong and step backwards. And, and I'm trying to accomplish so much that I feel like having a, having you in my, in my corner would be, I feel like this is like a sales promo. I'm like, just pitching you, but I really, it's like, 
I really doubted having a coach at the beginning, even though my fiance is a therapist, psychologist, mm. he does as a profession, but helping people who are, are going through different kind of things than what I am. Yeah. 100% man. Like I say you, every single person should have a professional in their corner. I've been working with coaches for two years now. Mm-hmm. And I had one time in my entire life where I didn't work with a coach and it was like the time before my wedding and after my wedding. And we were moving from Denver to California and I had this buildup of anxiety because the best way the human communicates is through word, right? Mm-hmm. Mouth. And during that time I was dedicated to the wedding preparation, the honeymoon, the wedding. And then after the fact, I had all these shit just built up in my head that it, it ended up coming out as stress when really I just need to talk to someone. Mm-hmm. So, well, I want to change topics and go from what we've been talking about now to the theme of the podcast, hacking the hustle, which, <laughs> which is to ask you, what are your hustles as a coach? What are the things that you're doing to try and grow your business? The hacks, the hustles that you have to do day to day. Yeah. And you're going to love this because I had a huge paradigm shift um, and massive part because of our boy, John Farber. Mm-hmm. Um, so in 2019, the, my big pursuit in 2019 was working my fucking ass off. Mm-hmm. I was on the call every day. And I also wasn't working with the right person in terms of like how I want to scale authentically. Um, and I was just on the phone, like putting out so much content. Um, and the change is work, from working hard to smart. And mm-hmm. working smart is starting with your end goal in mind and reverse engineering that to the day. So like today, my, my one thing was getting my website up and running because I'm getting so much traffic on my LinkedIn mm-hmm. um, and I don't have, an, have anywhere to bring them because I turned my website down. So in 2020, it was working smart. So that was, there's three things. Um, the first thing was partnering with um, organizations and companies that are thinking in a way that's like revolutionary. So like the few places that I have is VaynerMedia, I have Goop Labs out here. I have impact theory. I have headspace. Like these are companies that like I'm going to partner with in some capacity or I'm going to try to. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I could leverage, Hey, I, I was inside coach for impact theory, mm-hmm. like credibility is established. Um, I'm leveraging a fortune 200 company right now. And I'm, I'm there. I'm going to be their inside coach this year. So like instead of having to bust my ass, the clients are just sent to me. And I think that's one of the big things entrepreneurs struggle with. Like they have this scarcity mindset I need to earn. And if you could remove that scarcity mindset as an entrepreneur, you can show up and create, right? So for me, you had your family as your block. My block was money. Like mm-hmm. I just need to feel like I have the consistent money. Mm-hmm. Um, the number two was affiliate partners. Like if I, don't, if I just have clients show up to my door and all I do is say, hey, what's up? Let's talk. Um, I don't have to sell, right? Because when you connect with someone you generally resonate with, everything happens. So mm-hmm. connecting with affiliate partners. The last one is the, the we call it the value ladder. So the website. Um, but I, that was a little bit of a rant. But the hack is you got to start with the end in mind and realize how you're going to get there specifically by working smart, not hard. Mm-hmm. That was incredible. So what are some things that you're realizing that, are, that you're doing that are not smart and you realize you need to improve the process? I would say it would mine's follow up. I'm doing a terrible job of following up. I would say in terms of like where I'm at right now, I'm actually really freaking satisfied. Um, I mean, I work with my coach every week. We're in a complete alignment. It's um, I'm not in the, 
I have a few partnerships like in the works, right? And they're coming to fruition, but like I want very specific partnerships. So, and it's how can I show up in that capacity where they hear me out? Um, what is the and then on top, like? how is it structured? Um, so let, let's give an example. Like, let's say I reach out to VaynerMedia. I'm hired as VaynerMedia's coach. And like, my pitch is really straightforward. Like, I'll, let's, I'll sign a month contract. I'll work for X amount of dollars and I'll work with 10 people. Give me any 10. Mm-hmm. I guarantee their productivity output will, will at least um, increase by one, um, 150%. If it doesn't, don't, don't worry about it. You won't hear from me ever again. Um, and like, that's it. Mm-hmm. And you could do you have to fly to New York to meet with them or could you do it over Skype like we are now? Just right now over Skype. That's why, that's why coaching for me is the best lifestyle. Cause I don't have to work. Mm. I can work wherever I want. I live right next to the beach. So I was, I was outside near the beach this morning. Right. And now I'm inside doing this. So mm. yeah. Oh, oh, get, we were actually using zoom. So anyone who's working at zoom who's listening, if they are, <laughs> I'll give you a shout out. So Jordan, this was an incredible, incredible podcast episode. I am really taken aback by how much you got out of me. I've never talked to anyone like that in my entire life. I've never even talked about that. So I personally, you just got yourself someone who wants to listen to you <laughs> if no one else does from this podcast. And you, you really blew me away. I'm sure uh, your mentors like Tony Robbins would be proud. Well, Benji, I really, I really appreciate like just the level of vulnerability you, you were willing to have with me on this call. Um, yeah, man, like this was a lot of fun. I look mean, forward you, to why, why is that? Why do you appreciate that level of vulnerability? Because at the end of the day, this is what, at, this conversation is what every single person wants to have the conversation that you and I just had, and we didn't even go fully deep in it. Right. Cause we run the podcast. Um, Every single person has that thing on the tip of their tongue that they're just waiting to find that one person to talk to it about and work through it in a way that they feel safe. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I appreciate that because it's scary. Like you said, this is like you were doing all this with your hands. You were flustered, <laughs> right? It's a scary thing to show up and be that type of person with someone you barely know. So I appreciate you, your vulnerability with me and like your, whoever's listening. Yeah. Amazing, Jordan. All right. Well, last question. How can people find you? Yeah. So hopefully by the, I, by the time this episode releases, um, my website is jordanrosscoaching.com. That should be up and running again. Um, or honestly, if you hear this and you're curious, shoot me a text 516-439-6672. Um, I will say that like, I only work with people I resonate with at the deepest level and I need to work with someone for at least two hours before I could say like, I will partner with you as a coach like Mm -hmm. just just as people are inspecting me i inspect them too so that's it very cool awesome all right jordan thanks for the time see you benji see you jordan thanks for listening to today's podcast i hope you got some good nuggets of wisdom and knowledge and i hope to talk to you on the podcast soon